Hello, and welcome to I'm on my period piece. I'm Lindsay. I'm Molly. And we are the Sherman Sisters. This week we watched 2014's Effie Gray, directed by Emma Thompson. Girl, you know she did. And we love her. Oh my god. Um, But before we start talking about this flick, bitch, let's sync up, as is our custom. Uh Uh-huh. Uh, what have you been up to? Thank you for asking. Well, of course, I babysat your beautiful children oh on Friday night. And God that bless was, you for it. Oh, my God. Um, I just, like, keep thinking about how sweet Matilda is. <laughs> Truly, every single day lately, both of them have done something that have, like, nearly reduced me to tears. I, I don't know what kind of game they're playing. It's, like, manipulative, honestly. <laughs> I simply will not give you a third sibling. Like, it's we're not doing this. Uh, you know what? I feel like I had a dream that you did. Hmm. Maybe I had a dream that I did. Okay. Oh my God. Craig and I had dreams on the same night that, um, that you were pregnant. No, that I had twins, (gasps) a boy and a girl. What if you had twins? It seems really unlikely given that there's no history of twins on either side. Our great grandmother was a twin. Okay. I did not know that. Yeah. Um, Yeah. She was, um, her, I think her twin died like shortly after birth, but Bertha, so Papa Clyde's wife, uh our Papa's mom, uh, it was Bertha Dallas and Beulah Alice. Okay, that's right. So she was Bertha. Shit. Her sister Beulah died. It's it's weird that it happened that yeah. he and I both had that dream. Yeah, that is that is kooky. That is a pregnancy dream kind of shit, honestly. It's listen, you still have your IUD in place? Yeah. Okay. Well. Yeah, I I do. Um, for whatever reason. I asked you on air. No, it's fine. I've been thinking about <laughs> Yank just to give some time to breathe down there. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, I mean she's. Yeah. She's, she's it's a shame tight. listeners can't see my my physical impression of an IUD because <laughs> I think it's really good. <laughs> just yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I just kind of throw my arms up in the air. <laughs> I throw my hands up in the air tonight. Um, man, uh, so that was super fun. Your kids, uh, I did get spontaneously pregnant after uh, Girl, babysitting. I do have to tell you, so we ended up getting spontaneously pregnant, whoops, surprise, with Tig. Um, the night, it was like a night or two after, it was the weekend of Halloween mm-hmm. in 2014, and was when Zuri was little Minnie Mouse. Do you remember her little uh, red Minnie Mouse? Yeah, I do. <laughs> that <laughs> makes sense. And I was like about to cry, and I remember Sherry texting me the next morning like, girl, did you get pregnant last night? And I was like, <gasps> <laughs> LOL, no. But like, I did. Like, I didn't know at the time, but, like, I That's not Gemini connection that y'all have. <laughs> it's true. That's, that's scary. The meme I sent you earlier that made me laugh so hard it was, like, that medieval, like, body coming out of a coffin that was, like, <laughs> oh, yeah, <laughs> this fight's done, this shit dead. Actually, but you know what? <laughs> that, that, I saw one like that. It was, like, someone coming out of a coffin. It was, like, when you think the conversation's over, but then you hear him whisper something out of pocket. <laughs> It's so true. It's so true. Um, <laughs> Craig is a whisperer out of pocket kind of a person. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> He'll just mumble something that'll tear your life in half, and you're like, excuse me. He said something, like, very... We were having a fun conversation, and I was like, oh, well, yeah. I mean, like, I told him, and he made a good point. He's yeah. like, yeah, bitch, I know it. <laughs> and I was like... Excuse me? You gonna talk to me like that? <laughs> we're about to throw hands? Uh... He also loves to, it was so, you sent me a, a thing on TikTok of someone saying, like, all these fictional characters as, like, male or female. Um, yes. The uh, sun signs. And Bender from Futurama being a Sagittarius man couldn't be more correct. Spot on. Because Craig also, if, if I give him a compliment, he quotes Bender and goes, shut up, baby, I know it. <laughs> of course he does. I'm making it sound like I'm married to this awful man. No, he's like, <laughs> like, like verbally is It's awful. ironic. <laughs> yeah, it, and what you find... What you'll find if you meet him is that he is um, melatonin the person. <laughs> he really is. He's so calming. He's a human-weighted blanket. Yeah, he's he's very... Uh, he is chaotic, but... Yeah. Which, speaking of, so um, Sunday night, uh-huh. he uh, bought a pay-per-view wrestling match um, <laughs> and invited his friend Taylor, our friend Taylor, over yeah. to watch. And then, no, but it's like, my friend Anna and his friend Taylor. <laughs> and they happen to be <laughs> married. <laughs> yeah, so uh, Craig and Taylor were watching wrestling, and Anna and I were in the kitchen, and I showed her how Trad. I... Trad. Yeah, and we, and we love our traditional marriages. Um, <laughs> Honestly, like, who cares? <laughs> like, I feel like I joke about Tradwife so much, but I'm also like, I'm happy for you, baby. You're not working. <laughs> Good for you. Um, it's like that TikTok meme that's like the feminism leaving my body when I need a man to yeah. my car. Oh my god. Well, I mean, listen. <laughs> I feel like economically it should be viable for neither. We shouldn't both have to work. Right. I'm just saying. We should be in a post-scarcity society. 
Blue. Well, listen, that's the false promise of technological progress. Okay. But <clears throat> anyway. Uh, skirt! <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, Anna and I made pasta from scratch. Mm, and then she showed me how she makes her chicken stock, so I have so much of that. Oh, so nice. Um, yeah, it was great. Um, but we did watch the finale of this, which I started to tell Lindsay about earlier. It was the exploding barbed wire death match. <laughs> I did buy the t-shirt. Thank you for asking. Yep. Um, it's in the same collection as what you're wearing currently. Yeah, I'm wearing a um, Kate Bush shirt from Fine Southern Gentleman. That's great. <laughs> uh, local, like, female artist, I believe, in Austin drew Oh, it. really? Okay. Yeah. No, you should check out their stuff. They're, they're local. Um, and I, I love Kate Bush merch. It's great. And there's, I think there's, like, uh, honestly... I have been tempted to buy, like, 10 or 12 shirts from there. We love it. They're soft. Um, a lot of, like, musicians in town use them for merch. I think Emily does, too. Okay. Fine Southern Gentleman, you said? Yes. Okay. FineSouthernGentleman.com. You can locate this cloud-busting t-shirt that I'm wearing. Um, One of her better, better songs. So good. I've been so obsessed with Jig of Life lately. Bitch. I love Jig of Life. I know. I was listening to that in 17 by Sharon Hello, old lady. Well, two great pop songs about retro-causality. Like... Oh, sorry. <laughs> um, no, it's like the future informing the present. Right. Yeah. Okay. So, yeah. Uh, I mean, listen, Jig of Life. Am I understanding the premise correctly that she's going to a palm reader, the palm reader is her in the future, and she's like, you have to let me live, and we are going to have kids? Uh, maybe. That's Come how on, I've always lived, girl. I've yeah. honestly, you know what the kooky thing is? Um, sometimes, like, I always get on Parker for not... Look, listening to or thinking about lyrics and songs, but there are certain wow, artists where I just like, you. <laughs> there's certain artists where I just like vibe and like her. She's that one is of them. fascinating to me that you would just vibe because she is like all of Hounds of Love is like a metaphysical text. Okay, like I didn't know that Mother stands for comfort is about a serial killer. I didn't know that. Yeah, <laughs> so it's like my mom will protect me from the police by like lying for me about where I was. Oh, Oof. isn't there a St. Vincent song that's about that? Probably. I'm like, damn. But like, she would just write about whatever. Like, I could sing along to Cloud Busting, no question. But if you held a gun to my head and said, what is this song about? I'd be like, bitch, I don't know. Oh, it's like optimism and like self-determination. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, every time it rains, it, you're here in my head. Yeah. I'm looking at your shirt. I just know that something good is going to happen. Man, I just love her. I just think, like, I've talked, I said this earlier, she's, like, on my short list of people that I think could for sure be aliens. Oh, she absolutely like, is it's just, not from and, here. And my qualification for that is, like, you have a higher level of understanding. Yeah. Yep, yep, yep. And you're doing weird stuff with it. Yeah. David Lynch, David Byrne, aliens, both of them. Totally. David Bowie was David Bowie, the three, that's actually the alien David triumvirate. Yes. Yeah. 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 Um, so this exploding barbed wire uh, death match... <laughs> I think the barbed was close, like, it wasn't real, but, like, it definitely was enough to snag on some skin. Ooh. I mean, but it wasn't, like, like, okay, Craig told me they take a bunch of Advil to thin their blood beforehand, so that, like, anything, I'm sorry, but I'm gonna talk about this. They're actually <laughs> bleeding? They're bleeding, but, like, a little bit. <laughs> like, not a lot. I mean, there was, like, it seemed like quite a bit of blood, but, like. I don't think they were enduring horrible lacerations. For the most part, I think this was, like, tinsel barbed wire. <laughs> Yikes. But the exploding part was really the, the fantastic thing. So this was, and I, <laughs> I don't know if we have any wrestling fans. <laughs> How are y'all doing? Welcome to this period piece podcast. <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm about to get this wrong because I don't, I remember that Kenny Omega is one of them and I don't remember the other guy. Um, but the other guy loses. And so if they... The, the match had to be over in 30 minutes because the barbed wire would explode at 30 minutes. So you had to get out of the ring. Uh, and so the, the, the guy lost. And then the winner's goons came in, like, um, handcuffed him down so he was going to be stuck in the ring when it exploded. And then, like, the guy the winner's lost. goons. The winner was so funny. And the loser's best friend was like, no, man, get out of here. And they, they have, like, a countdown clock behind it. It's like 10. Nine, eight, and you can't pull him out. This is so, no Rasslin's acting, uh, girl. This like when you watch this, it's like specifically it's drag for men. <laughs> and so, uh, the his best friend lays over his body to protect him from the explosion. Now, I don't know if this AE. It's not. I think it's AEW. Yeah, that's okay. the league. I don't know if they just like 
did the pyrotechnics wrong or if it was meant to look like this. But it was like someone like blew out the candles on a cake. Like it was like oh, nothing no. at all. Like a sparkler from a wedding. No. <laughs> and they like the, they kept the scene going. Like it was oh like uh, the fallen Gaul soldier. Oh my god. You know? Like how long are you gonna drag this out? They kept so, they kept dragging it out. I was because they said honey, these folks paid for an hour long show. I was crying. <laughs> I it was like the height of camp. I I felt like I finally understood wrestling watching that because it was like the funniest thing I've ever seen in my life. Oh my god. Girls wrestling. All right. Well, all right for a wrestling. I was wow, we went everywhere. I'm looking at this Vines of the Gentleman site and I'm having It's good stuff the isn't time it? of my life. We have this, this flag that says Society for the Promotion of Growth and Consumption of Loud Ass Music and Lone Star Beer in East Austin. And I'm yeah. like, that's cool. It's they've got like really fun stuff on there. Man. Um, they have they have some like be a Ross dress for less TBH. Yes. <laughs> Did you see the uh, Grateful Dead logo that says Olive Garden when you're here, your family? <laughs> I haven't seen that one yet. They um, have all these like different um, astrology ones though. I know, and they don't have a Taurus one yet. <gasps> they have the, the Gemini one has the Olsen twins on it. Yeah, you should get that. You gotta have it. You should for sure get They're that. They're also Gemini's, so that works. That is every time a twin is a Gemini, I'm like, God. That's funny. It's like your parents <laughs> That's knew. just good. I know. Um, anyway, what have you been up to? Well, um, as you said, Friday, y'all came over and babysat, and uh, we went to uh, Hillside Pharmacy for dinner, which was really delicious, and then we ended up at Contigo for drinks, because it got kind of chilly that night. Mm-hmm. The wind was really something. Fear the wind. Like, we were at Contigo, and, like, the wind actually knocked over some of their, like, wooden and metal benches. And I was like, you guys, chill. <laughs> so we had hot toddies, and that was delicious. Um, and then Saturday, what did we even do? I, like, I just feel like we just, on weekends, are truly, like, we're going to get the laundry done, and then we're going to order our groceries and do some food prep. Like, it's That's very, right. it's very just, like, functional and lazy, and we just, like, lay around with the kids. And the weather was beautiful, but, like, I think we were outside for, like, 20 minutes each day, because we were Oof. just, like, let's just lay in our jammies. It yeah. was nice. Um, and then, oh, God, Sunday, I texted you and mom about this as it was happening. I took the girls, Parker and I both took both girls to CVS to try to get their passport photos taken because we have to go to the passport office next week um, to, like, apply for them. And I, when they're kids, both parents have to be present um, unless oh it's, like, a divorce situation. And, yeah. then, and then the parent that's not there has to send, like, a notarized letter. Oh, that makes sense, actually. I guess, yeah. When I started thinking about it, I was like, I guess you don't want your kid, like, being taken across, it's like, a like Kramer out of the country. like a Kramer kind of thing. Totally. So we both have to go with the girls. We're going on St. Patrick's Day. It's St. Patrick's Day. <laughs> it's, <laughs> it's not, not a major, major holiday. holiday. <laughs> um, which I was really thankful we could even get, like, that appointment. But... Um, Tig, like, took her picture just fine. You know, she was pissed. They wouldn't let her smile. She, it's so funny. She literally it's when such got a home, funny she photo. goes, I love smiling. Why wouldn't they let me smile? I was like, baby. You really birthed Buddy the Elf. She's so, she asked to watch Elf this weekend. I was like, kid, it's March. But she's yeah, like. But, like, it's her mentor. She loves him. And then Marigold was being such a toddler. And Parker managed to snap a photo that would work. And we had, like, drama trying to print it. It was just a whole thing. Like, we ended up, we got there at 10.30 thinking, like, oh, it'll take 20 minutes. We'll be home in time to feed them lunch and put Miracle down for her nap. We were there for nearly an hour and a half. Hmm. Like, that is the level of just bullshittery that my children were pulling. So, um, but Tig had never been in a drugstore. Because, like, Parker and I were talking about, like, when we were kids, our parents had to take us to do errands. So, like, we mm-hmm. went to Randall's with Mom. We went oh, to, all the time. Like, not, it was, what was, um, Albertsons. What, no, what was Eckerd's. the, um, Eckerd's. We went to Eckerd's with oh, mom all the time. And my kid, like, we were walking in and Matilda was like, what is a CVS? And I was like, it's a drugstore. And she's like, what does that mean? I was like, oh my God. Like, <laughs> and she thought it was the coolest thing in the world. Like, she was like, I want sparkly nail polish. I want this stuffed animal. And I was like, oh my God. It's just Target, but small. It is, exactly. <laughs> it's like without the clothing section yeah. or the outdoor recreation section. Although they may have that, just small. They, they do, but small. But small. Um. So anyways, that was truly like the most exhausting part of our weekends. But, um... Other than that, you know, I've been reading. I finally finished Such a Fun Age, which was 
a quick read and pretty fascinating, I thought. Um, the way you just said that was like purely charade. Definitely, I thought it was good. I thought it was good. <laughs> I like the beat. It was like, it's one of those things where it's like, you don't want to say, like, I like I absolutely loved it, which I did say yesterday to Angelie, and she was like, I wouldn't say I loved it. I was like, that's a good way to, <laughs> I shouldn't say I loved it. I did enjoy the process of reading it because I was engrossed in it. But I love s- that you got like negotiated down on <laughs> no, your overstatement. No, Angelie was like, she's read it too. And she was Are like, Are you becoming the one that's more like dad? No, <laughs> I don't think so. I just think like I no mom is very over enthusiastic oh. about literally everything. Lord. <laughs> Lord. So but it was like I um I just like I think I these days honestly like I love a book that is engrossing enough to keep me reading long enough to finish it because mm-hmm. I have such a hard time focusing on things and I feel so accomplished when I finish a book. So I'm like, I did it. Um but that one was um it was it was interesting. It was very like um astute in the observations that it made um Hmm. and then I started reading a book called self-care by Lee Stein that's like how is that it's interesting it's like the same it's not nearly as well written as such a fun age but it is like definitely like bubbly pulpy like it's keeping me pushing through the story Mm -hmm. it's kind of like sending up like um your refinery 29s and your oh my goodness yeah you know, like your ostensibly feminist websites boss. that are, yes, but they're yeah. like so completely tone deaf in the things that they like not understanding the racial politics in the office or actually like preaching this like um, message of like female empowerment, but like not really making a workplace where you can like have children or like, yeah, you know, make a living. So I mean, the, the term girl boss really like, yeah. Let's just kick it till it's dead and then, you know, bury it in a shallow grave. Yeah. Well, and this, this story is set in 2017, too, so it's, like, right after Trump was inaugurated, and mm. it's, like, just, like, peak white feminism TM. Like, but the author is in on it. She's just, like... Yeah. The, there's, like, three different characters that they kind of navigate between. It's, like, the two co-founders, and then they're, like, basically, like, they're one black coworker who is a VP who does like truly everything. She would like produces all the content for the site, but she gets like so little equity and she's pregnant, but like can't figure out how to tell them and ask for maternity leave. Cause it's like such a new company that they don't even have maternity leave. Yeah. And anyways, it's, it's an interesting read. Um, but I'm just trying to like actually keep the momentum up and like keep it pushing, keep reading. No, books, I mean, that's how you, know? you get it done. You yeah. Know? It's like a, uh, like a reward system. Yeah. Like I can't let myself, once I finish this one, I'm like, I can't stop. I need to pick the next one up mm-hmm. or I won't for weeks. Like it'll just be, I feel like it'll ultimately only work for me when I abandoned the library. Cause yeah. like, I just have to, I have to buy them. Yeah. Honestly, yeah. I was looking at book of the month.com. Mm-hmm. Um, because you get, like, I mean, they mail one to you, and you have, like, five choices a month, and they're all kind of, like, new, buzzy bestsellers. Mm-hmm. So, I'm like, that might be, it's nine ninety five, so it's, like, yeah. it's cheaper than list price. You're not ordering from Amazon, you know. I do oh, like to buy things way, from, like... Hot tip, just order from the publisher. Oh. Always an option. Word, I didn't think about that. Yeah, I mean, because you, uh, mules, mug for a moment. I quit Amazon last year. Yeah. Yeah, and weirdly, like, you save a lot of money. Mm-hmm. They, the publisher runs deals constantly interesting yeah do you have to bundle them to get like free shipping um sometimes yeah i just did that this week um but i mean they you would be shocked at how often they are reducing things almost to cost i love ordering from book people or buying things at lark and owl Mm -hmm. because i can like look at them and like make an impulse purchase but they do get really pricey yeah i mean you balance it out you know yeah but um Like, I ordered... My friend Celeste published a book. It came out two weeks ago, almost. Um, Congrats to her. I know. It's... I was, like, so impressed. She, like... It's an embroidery book. And she is, like, self-taught, pretty much. I think Mm -hmm. she, like... I think she said she learned to do some embroidery in Girl Scouts when she was a kid, but, like, didn't pick it up until she was an adult. Mm -hmm. And they're so cute. She had all these pop-up shops at, like, Madewell or, like, um, West Elm downtown and then ended up getting a book deal and so I ordered from book people, like, ahead of time. But, like, the people that pre-ordered from Amazon got their books, like, the day oh, it came listen, out or I a day or two people, early. But they're slow. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. I finally reached out today, and I was like, hi, um, this book came out on February 28th. Like, I still haven't heard anything about it being shipped. 
any updates? And they were like, oh, no, our bad. Uh, yeah, it actually uh, it is in stock. So somebody be, should be reaching out to you about picking it up soon. And I was like, but I paid for shipping. <laughs> like, right. I just, whatever. I mean, I mean Okay, that makes me feel like I need to contact them again because I ordered a book for Anna's birthday like three weeks ago. Yeah. I'm like, you guys, please. I understand like they're working on like a skeleton crew or whatever. Sure. But it's just like, oof. So anyways, but um, yeah, I have like this huge stack of books on my bedside table and it's... No, it's good though. That's how you get it done. Yeah, I'm honestly like, I need to get these done so then then that's like my incentive so that I can go buy more. I just love collecting and buying books. Like, Listen, purchasing things... One thing capitalism has gotten right. <laughs> the thrill. <laughs> the absolute serotonin boost. I can't even. Like, can't even. Yeah. The, the, we we got to give her her dues there. I have to. So there's a girl I started following on TikTok who's, um, she's a perfume expert. And mm-hmm. she's actually a professor in Dublin. She's American, but she lives in Dublin. And her handle is at Professor Perfume. And, um... I didn't even think of myself as somebody who was, like, a big perfume person. Like, I love my Bergamot 22, mm-hmm. but our content, I'm like, damn, I, I like, keep, like, researching other perfumes. Like, I'm very Ooh. interested in it. Even if I went through a phase like that yes, a few years ago. Yes, yeah. yes, you were Maybe very into, like, the Maybe it's up then. Totally. Well, so she was talking about this brand called Alt that does, they make, like, basically, like, imposters mm-hmm. of all kinds of perfumes, and they have an imposter of Le Labo's Bergamot 22 that I'm like, I kind of want to buy it just to see if it you actually totally is. totally do like a blind test. A good dupe. And then she was also talking about how, weirdly, one of her favorites is Ariana Grande's Cloud, which I'm like, what? I didn't realize. I just like, I imagine someone asking like, why do you smell so good? And having to be like, it's Ariana, Ariana Grande's, Grande's Cloud. Cloud. Same. And like, she also loved like, there was a Taylor Swift perfume that she loved from when she was a teenager, and I'm like, that's like, it's one of those, it's, it sounds more sophisticated to be like, I'm wearing Leila Bo's Bergamot 22 then. Of I'm wearing course. Alt's Simply Bergamot. <laughs> like, we, we're sorted into the Madewell collection of women. Totally. So like, Madewell just introduced fragrances too. Yeah, so I'm like, um, but then there's another one. Oh, so she and this other girl that I follow who are, is, also talks about perfume occasionally, both were talking about Glossier's You. And I was like, I... I kept thinking about it, kept thinking about it. And it was like, it was one of those, I'm not going to do it. I'm not going to do it. I'm like, right. I did it. And so I ordered it. Good for I'm you. waiting for it to arrive. But I, like, apparently it just Ooh, smells very like What if you like, perfumery? Oh, girl, I want to study everything. Well, Honestly. Freaking do it. Life's, I just like want. Life's for the living. <laughs> I want to like not have to make money so that I can spend all day just like reading about whatever shit. <laughs> like, yeah. Honestly, somebody pay me to be a dilettante. I would keep you entertained. Does anyone want a Gemini on retainer? <laughs> Chief distraction officer. <laughs> I'd be so good at it. I Man, I mean, I do feel like it would be really cool to be like the cultural Wikipedia at a company. Be like, hey, guess what? Like this week I would like to talk about this. Yeah. Yeah. Just like Friday You talks. are like the water cooler. Per- I guess this is HR. <laughs> like this is like a culture person. Yeah. Except like I don't want to have to do paperwork. No, 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 no. <laughs> No, 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 no. I mean, this is like, just, I don't know, maybe try, try being Fran Leibowitz. <laughs> I would absolutely love it. Have you, to be, have you thought about doing that? To be quite frank. Um, anyways, speaking of things that I learned about, I didn't know anything about Effie Gray. I had not a clue. I had never heard of her. Never in my heard life. of her. Not, not once in my once life. Once in my life. <laughs> not once in life. <laughs> um, I really enjoyed this movie, though. I'm glad to hear that you did as well. I did, and it's. I feel like this is the first time in. Um, I mean, I guess I liked. Um, we liked Rocketman. We liked Rocketman. It's the first time in a while that we've done like a completely net new one where I was like, okay, the quality. Yes. This was beautifully made. Um, Was not aware that we were going to kick this bad boy off in Scotland. Was thrilled by that. Bitch. And she's from Perthshire, which is the region in the Highlands that Parker and I were in that day that I like, it is the most beautiful day of my life. Like it's so gorgeous. It's where like Aberfeldy is and like, um, God, there was like a, a really cute little town that had like a cathedral that we loved, but um, yeah, Perthshire. It's also where um, Alan Cumming is from. He's oh from God, that region. I love him. I know. Um, well, you wouldn't guess that she was from Perthshire. <laughs> no, because she of, sounds English. 
And I think that was the best that we were going to get yeah. out of Dakota. Said, Dakota girl, do your best. And I can't, you know, it's not like I could take an English person and be like, I would like you to do a Baltimore accent. Go. Like, right. And expect them to know, you know. like Also, to be quite honest, I mean, I think Scottish accents are absolutely beautiful, but there are some times where it is truly it's it's difficult to understand <laughs> what did you just definitely say? i like the beat <laughs> i yeah i mean it's also like, a, a tricky one to maintain i would imagine as an actor oh totally like i i've tried to just like for fun talking to scottish accent. i strained my throat doing and there's it like you know but there's also like five to ten different oh i know regional accents I know. in this very small country so it's like i guess they just said dakota all right. <laughs> Turn in what you, you have. Um, but, I, okay, so this opens up with... This was an odd framing device because we never come back to it. No. It's like a like an epigraph almost. Yeah. Um, or is that the right word? That's for afterwards, isn't it? I don't really know. Okay. We'll go with it. Yeah, but it was forward. like, you know, a forward um, where we have uh, Ms. Fanning um, narrating for us that, you, you know, it was like a once upon a time there was a girl... Mm-hmm. This, Young. Is, this, this to me was like I I love Emma Thompson, but like rhetorically, it's lazy to do a Once Upon a Time. Sweetheart, we don't need to do this. We don't need to do it. No. Um. So anyway, she grew up in Scotland. She said dreary old Scotland, and I was like, just imagine thinking oh, well, Scotland is dreary and not London. Anytime any movie refers to like Scotland being like drab like, i'm like nasty old swamp and i'm like it is the most beautiful place <laughs> truly shut the hell up right. bitch. <laughs> just, just <go. laughs> no what you're gonna say that doctor shut quote. the hell up bitch <laughs> and go lay in traffic <laughs> that is the funniest TikTok audio is a broken my brain they broke my brain, but I cannot imagine being that funny. Like, like to think of pairing those two. <laughs> that well, also and, uh, Halo, Halo and, uh, <laughs> brought out the pink Lamborghini, Lamborghini just to race with, with China. China. Brought the race to China just to race in China. Real bad Trini bitch, but she mixed with China. Real thick vagina. <laughs> <laughs> she used China four times. Yeah. Um, anyways. Oops, no, no, sorry, I think six. She goes, smuggle bricks to China. Okay, oh, there you go. Yeah. Oh, boy. Nikki, not your best, but. Not great. So, anyways, this is the story of Effie Gray, who, um, her real name was Euphemia. I thought that's a really pretty name. It's really beautiful. Yeah. Euphemia Chalmers Gray. And, uh, she's a Taurus. Oh, my God. May 7th. Wow. Um, she was... Eventually, and most notably, the wife of the pre-Raphaelite painter John Everett Millay. She was a painter herself. But her first marriage is the is where we center our story. Yes, which Lindsay was saying before this, and I completely agree. Like, um, and I think we've maybe mentioned this on the pod. Like, biographical biopics, yeah, thrive when you limit the timeline. Yes, when you can just focus on like. A couple of years. One part of the person's yes, story. exactly. Which is what happened here. And I think we gave that same praise to young Victoria. Yes, absolutely. Um, oh, God, that movie is so pretty. There's a connection that I would love to talk about later. A connection. I'd a love connection. to hear it. <laughs> um, so, yes, she, I believe we start off, like, you know, she's meeting with her betrothed. He's coming to Scotland to marry her. And yep. this is John Ruskin, who I had heard of before, weirdly. I had, too, yeah. I, I guess you talked, probably talked about him in art history. Yeah, he was, like, a like, really notable art critic. Yeah. Um, played by Greg Wise, who Emma is, Thompson's husband. Yeah, this felt like a choice. Like, I was in the shower earlier thinking, like, I was, like, drawing the map in my mind of, like, this was the year that Lemonade came out. <laughs> so, like, what happened in their marriage that she was, like, let me cast my husband as disgusting that's an interesting i i honestly what i suspected from it because they seem to be really happy together, they do seem really happy and in is, love i thought they just enjoy working together and Probably. she trusted him to do this well and she always worked with um kenny Brainy when they, they were did. together yeah. yeah yeah god also not that this matters at all but emma thompson is effing luminous it's wild how much she lights up a screen she ages but like beautifully you know what I mean like not that that sounds terrible I know no, it's a privilege no, to but age she, but like the way that our society is like oh you look like an old crone like she looks age appropriate she looks like a woman in her 50s but she's, she's like a woman in her 50s absolutely beautiful yeah no she's got the Kate Blanchett thing where she's like aging further into her beauty yes it's unreal yeah no <sighs> I mean it's 
she is she's a person you kind of can't take your eyes off of. And she's God, also just such she's a so period good. piece person. Yes. Like every, she loves them. You can tell her heart's on it. Totally. And this, she gave herself a small role in it. Mm-hmm. Like not a very notable role. I mean it was a no, it was an important role but like not she's not on screen for very much. Mm-hmm. But every time she is, she's an, just a delight. Like the I second was just, she came on screen it felt like the like the counselor at school who gets you. Yes. Oh gosh, yeah. I got so far far afield, but like, okay, sorry. Her husband is what we were saying. Yes. Yeah, so she marries He's, John Ruskin, and he gives this like, uh, you know, before they get in the carriage after their wedding, he gives this very like weird, stilted like, like one liner speech to everyone. Where he was like, "I am a lucky man. I am not an artist, but I have a muse." It's, it's like so weird. So weird. You get in the car. She's like bless her she's already trying to like warm to him and she's like this is our first time alone which is first of all later they touch on how early the courtship started disgusting disgusting she was so young like it's weird that we used to do it like that no it's it's so gross yeah did you see that one tiktok that was going around this week about famous men who've dated women that are like barely legal and they're oh, like jerry seinfeld yeah jerry she was not even legal she was 17 yeah when he was 39 well you know that but they were talking about like right, milo ventimiglia and hayden ew, panettiere like ew, she was 18 or 19 and he was 32 uh, and like john mayer and taylor swift she was 19 and he was 34 or something it's just like i mean it's it's an odd age difference that being said like i don't know yeah. I put myself in a position as a 19-year-old, and if I, like, met a cool, hot 34-year-old, I'd be all about it. And totally. I know that I'm smart enough to handle that, but, like... Totally. So, I, I don't want to infantilize them, really, Yeah, but. it's one of those things that where it's kind of weird, where, like, why did we arbitrarily decide 18 was the cutoff Well, I was going to say that we have one of the oldest ages of consent yeah. in the world, um, which I'm, you could argue... It needs to be higher, <laughs> I think. Well, I mean, there's two sides to that argument, yeah. because there's, you know... Uh, was it Megan's Law? Yeah. Is it the but, thing where, like... Yeah. That's can, that's ruined some some lives yes. unnecessarily. Yeah, totally. Um, because, like, if you're a 19-year-old dating a 17-year-old, like, right. maybe y'all went to high school together. Yeah, functionally, what's the difference? <laughs> right. There's none, because neither of your brains are... Totally. Look, I personally... Uh, no one should be allowed to smooch with tongue until they're 25. <laughs> until well, you can think about death. And I think, I think there's, you know, power dynamics are always a thing. Like, I think about, like, you know, in the Taylor Swift, John Mayer of it all, obviously, like, yes, he was older, but they were both really famous. Super rich. So it was not maybe the same thing as, like, a 35-year-old, like, retail manager dating a 19-year-old employee. Like, there was no power dynamic exactly. at play there, you know? I think also, like, um, sort of like she's not my daughter. <laughs> so right. it's kind of not my business. <laughs> right. But in this well, movie, like a, she's, like, definitely a young teenager. Oh. When they start courting. Oh, okay. So the movie, gross. Yes, yeah, absolutely. So go, going back to that, yeah. gross. Because yeah. it seems like she was even younger than that when they show that, that um, yeah. flashback young, later young. Yeah. of the... Uh, what was the sculpture? Because you and I Apollo saw... Apollo and Daphne. Such it's a great my favorite. It's my favorite. Um, okay, so they're married, and then he's, like, take... He clearly, like, she's making some comment, like, we're finally alone together, like... Blah, blah, boom. Yeah. And he's like, close your eyes. Okay, yeah, perfect. Like, he's just, like, kind of only into this chaste, like, portrait of yes. her. Yeah. Um, and they, she's, like, doing everything she can to be, like, such a good little wife. She's trying so hard. I mean, it's, like, one of those things where she... It felt very Game of Thrones, actually. Yes, yeah, like that. That happens a few times in the show. Sansa, mm-hmm. yes. specifically, like very much wanted to embody all these like classic feminine ideals and was met yes. with nothing but scorn. Totally. Um, That's so, exactly right. She did feel very much like Sansa. Yeah, and it's like I I just felt for her. I did so too. much. So they go to live with the in laws, which at the beginning <laughs> when she's like saying, you know, and her parents were lovely and his were terrible. At first when they meet the in laws, I was like, I don't know what you're talking about. These people are fun. It's Julie Walters, so it's I'm Julie inclined Walt- to like her. Come on. I mean that, that's the thing is that they seem kind of endearing the first night. Yeah. Well it's because they're obsessed with their son. That was so nasty. It like was, it is she like, drew him a bath, first of all. I mean, like this mom fully babies her way he's supposed to be 40 nearly well you know in real life he was actually not that old oh he was okay like, i think i think when they got married he was 29 and she was 19 okay okay but in the movie they make it seem like father time is marrying a baby doll <laughs> <laughs> it was because that actor's like in his 60s yeah he's, he's um, very attractive no he's a good looking man to be clear <laughs> those two to together be honest with you <laughs> 
he I was, is one of the rare men no. <laughs> that deserves Emma Thompson. Uh, yeah. It's a rare man that I would say. Oh my god, I mean, that's a short list. She's yeah. just out of this world. She's so pretty. Um, so they... Anyway, wedding night. This is like a trope, and it doesn't come up too often, but like in movies, for whatever reason, like a wife being rejected... <laughs> Like, it, I just, it's almost like a dog dying in a movie. Like, I can't watch it. It's like, it's calling back to Lady Macbeth, which we just watched. Yeah. 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 Um, where it's like, I literally did everything right. This is what is expected of me, and I'm confused by your reaction, you know? Yeah. So she, like, makes herself available. Naked. And he's like, oh. And at first I was like, okay, he must have this, like, Madonna whore complex sort of thing. Totally. Like, but... That sounds um, like something he needs to work through with a therapist and not well, make his wife's problem. Famously, that was uh, something that was frequently done in the Victorian no. ages. <laughs> right. Um, some introspection and some talk therapy. Right. Of course. Naturally. Um, but he, there, if you, you know, from my tra- travails in Wikipedia, um, he did, like, in the eventual divorce proceedings, say something like, I don't I don't know what I expected. I just, I, physically, it was not for me. Yeah. Yeah. And, and there, were, there was some speculation that it was either, like, pubic hair or menstrual he, blood. That he couldn't deal with pubes. It's like, okay, sorry that you married an adult woman. Like, yeah. those are things people have. I don't... I mean, were it me, I'd probably, like, run a rag up it if I were... Um, right. Moonsick that night, but right. but like we don't even know if that was what it <laughs> we was. We don't even know. Yeah, that's what's funny to me is that like where where is that speculation coming from? Are well, there I mean, it's alternative like, texts that we don't know about? I think the thing was that I mean she later remarried and was and she was also known to be beautiful. But oh, like, yeah, she yeah, later yeah. remarried and had eight children, so it's like her second husband clearly did not have a problem. What if she had an Audi belly button and that was what it was? <laughs> <God>. <laughs> she, she had like a dolphin tattoo. <laughs> Um, yeah, he just couldn't get with it. Yeah, he was he like, like a tramp stamp. Ew, <laughs> that doesn't mean joy. <laughs> um, so anyway, their marriage uh, doesn't get better. No, and in fact, I would say extremely diminishing returns from here. And she feels very isolated. So they end up the way she meets Emma Thompson's character, whose character whose name I didn't catch. Oh, I'll look. She's it up. some well-to-do, well-connected lady, and the wife of someone that they're hoping to court for investment for. I think one of his projects or something. But well, yeah, his. Uh, the husband is like the president of the like royal art society. Yes, yeah. So um, they have this dinner party, and Effie charms Emma Thompson's character, who basically is like, "You should invite me back for dinner sometime." Mm-hmm. And so later that night, when Effie tells her husband and his family that like Lady whatever told me to invite her for dinner, they get kind of mad at her, like it was her fault. Um, but they do invite her, and Effie ends up falling sick right before then. Um, and I got the impression she was actually sick, and then her yeah. Um, her mother-in-law sends, or no, she wasn't sick, but then her mother-in-law sent some kind of like tincture for her to take. And then she seemed sick. And Effie's like, she's trying to poison me. Um, yeah. so she doesn't show up to dinner and Lady Eastlake, Lady Eastlake. And so, um, her mother-in-law gets mad at her cause Lady Eastlake is like, where's Effie? Like I, that's, mm-hmm. she was really the reason that she wanted to come to yeah, dinner. Yeah, she clearly likes her. Um, so anyway, Lady Eastlake comes to talk to Effie in her bedroom while she's like laying ill. She comes out briefly, Lady Eastlake's like, you're too sick, you need to go back to bed. And then she goes with her and talks to her. And Effie's like, I feel like I made a mistake. Like mm-hmm. marriage is not good. We're not having, a, I'm not having a good time right now. <laughs> And Lady Eastlake's like, no, you know, honestly, it's really hard at the beginning. I felt the same way. Like, don't give up. Which, okay, girl, <laughs> no two marriages are the same. This is not a one-to-one. Because well, she and her husband did seem really happy when they, they got in the they carriage. They actually seemed really sweet. They were cute. Yeah. yeah. Well, but she also gives that, you know, timeless nugget of advice that kids will fix this. Oh, my God. <laughs> totally. So I, Amazing. Um, so they end up going to Venice. Okay, now, and I loved this for her. And bitch, I love Venice. She gets to, okay, so one of my notes at the beginning of the movie was like, this is a flop era for fashion. I was wrong. So wrong. So I was beautiful. so wrong. Because she gets to wear that, like, beautiful crown Oh my god, that Venice. tara, that tiara. And then she had that dress with, like, the bodice that had all the, like, um, suits from cards on them. Yes. That was she, so chic. Her and Venice thriving yeah he's like still very bookish and like horrible and won't come to parties with her and yeah. kind of like judges her for going to parties honest i mean yes and so she um and apparently like there's rumors that he was hoping that some man would like besmirch her character so that he could get so a divorce he could get a divorce yeah Which so 
God. Yeah, so she's hanging out with some dude, and it gets a Raphael. little flirty. Yeah, it's flirty until it's not. Yeah, where he, he, like, he starts to assault her, and uh, she manages to escape before it gets worse, I guess. Yeah. It's, and you know what, to Emma's credit, they actually went to Venice to film this, too. Like, girl, they had budget. They had the, like, you know, it made, budget. like, less than a million dollars, USD. Yeah, I do know that. And, like, it, those are the movies that we love. <laughs> like, it's, they spent so much on it. I don't understand. And it was really, honestly, beautiful to the, look at. The older woman in Venice, um, who is fabulous. Chic. I know. Her name is Claudia Cardinale. Uh-huh. And she, I think, was like kind of a classic um, Italian Italian actress. She was in like some Fellini movies. Like, oh, wonderful. She had that look about her. She did. Like, oh, it's like you, like a you grand clearly dom. know something. I yes. don't. You've done some living. Yes. And that Italian dude, again, was hot till he wasn't. Yeah, um, exactly. So they come back um, to England. I think they go to Scotland right after. Or, um, they they are she she falls sick again okay and the doctor is like yeah um, so y'all should go to scotland or he's something like, you need to give her attention first of all she yeah. starts losing her hair oh yeah oh my god so sad and he's like um there's physically nothing wrong with her why don't you try like giving her attention or like you know she's from scotland like go back to scotland he was like well i will certainly not give her attention so like let's go to scotland and he invites malays at this point yeah and he just gets meaner and meaner and meaner from here yes um, they're all staying in this like one room cabin in scotland such beautiful a part choice, of Scotland, though. though. Yes. Yeah. So, like, Malay clearly is, like, talking to her and, like, gets to know her on a friendly basis. I don't think John cares. Right. Um, and they're much closer in age. Like, Don Everett Malay is, like, less than a year younger than right. Effie. And the hair is bad, but Sturridge is an attractive man. Yeah, I w- he was... At least in the first few scenes where they showed him, maybe it was, like, the lighting, but I was like, this is just mousy. He is um, Boo Boo Christopher Abbott? Yes, absolutely. That's exactly right. Yeah. But they still did quite a few favors to Malays by hiring um, Tom Sturge to play him. Yeah. Um, the, The scene that sticks out to me the most of, like, like, throwing into sharp relief, like, what an awful person John Ruskin was yeah. was like Malaise is like oh how is she doing like her mom lost another kid and he was like yeah because he got a letter from her mom yeah yeah that she lost a seventh he, baby he says something like well, she breeds like an animal like what can she expect like oh Effie doesn't tell me these things because like why would I care yeah yeah it was awful like I was like I'm about to kill a man yeah <laughs> I'm gonna fight a man tonight yeah. <laughs> I'm breaking dishes <laughs> Um, yeah, so it was like me and the girls are going to Adrian Pastar's house, and, and then, then John, John Ruskin. Ruskin's grave. You up. Yeah, it's a gender neutral bathroom now, bitch. Oh my god, yes, yeah. John Ruskin's grave is a gender neutral bathroom. So um, Effie and John Everett Malay, they don't actually seem to show them. They don't seem to do anything inappropriate before her no, divorce. They're very chaste, and that's very smart on her part because yes. she didn't want to. Um, yes insinuate anything was up right so, so she, she goes back to mm-hmm. when they go back to london she talks to lady what was it ever ever east lake east lake and she's like so we've never mm-hmm. hooked up and she was like what do you mean and she's like like never <laughs> <laughs> and so she talks to a lawyer was it Le- Le- lady east lake's husband or so- who was it that she talked to it's not her husband i don't think she just gets some advice from some old man and yeah. he's like okay don't do anything that would encourage him to suddenly change course on that matter and then we have to like literally serve him the divorce slash annulment papers like to his person yeah and so um they show uh, John Ruskin getting the annulment preceding papers, and uh, <laughs> she filed for annulment on the basis of, Im- what is it, impotence. Oh, yeah, man. Which, like, what a thing. I mean, ugh. and so, yeah, they got divorced. I think she was married to him for how long? Like, four years? Uh, a long five time. Five or six, actually. It's like, a long time no, to be married. I, you know what? Look at it. Six, yeah, six. Okay, yeah. They were married from 1848, so when she was 20, uh-huh. to when she was 26. And then the following year, she married John Everett Millay. Um, I mean, and who, God bless. And then they had eight kids. They had eight kids. He was knighted during their marriage, so she became, um, like, a lady. They don't even touch on her being a painter at all in this movie. No, they didn't. But, which um, is fine, because there's plenty of um, gossip to keep me going. Yeah, truly. And apparently this is, like, a a popular story for adaptations in, like, 
plays and stuff in England, but like I was never taught anything about this, and I find this fascinating. Oh, I know. Like this should have come up in art history. Is like you girls want to hear some real shit? Because we we definitely looked at Ophelia. Yeah, no, which I know. is a beautiful painting. I actually. The pre-Raphaelites, like, I like some of their stuff, and then some of it I'm like, okay, this is really really syrupy. um, John M.W. Turner. Yeah, that's beautiful. Yeah. But there's, what was the one with, like, Jesus, where he's, like, knocking on the door with, like, a lantern? It's, like, very, like... that was in Granny's house, wasn't it? Probably. Yeah, there's, like, a bunch of, like, white Jesus paintings that you've probably seen that are, like, ooh. Yeah, like, I'm good. But I like the ones that are, like beautiful landscapes and i like the ones that are very like medieval which that's that's the medieval ones were tight gorgeous like that was a discussion that they were having at dinner Mm -hmm. that when when um malay was at dinner at their house about whether these paintings were derivative or like an adaptation and Mm -hmm. effie was like i think they're great personally i think those are beautiful and i just looked up before this that the ophelia painting that john everett malay did um you've all seen it i'm sure it was actually, like <laughs> yeah, it was actually the wife of Rossetti, Dante Gabriel Rossetti. Oh, yeah. Um, Man. But. Okay, a few stray uh, notes here. Observations, yep. Um, so the little, the actress who plays the little girl version of yeah. Effie, that actress's name is Tiger Lily Hutchison. Not Tiger Lily. Hutchinson. Oh. Isn't that cool? That is really pretty, but I it's also like, like a friggin' tight name. Did y'all name her after the character in Peter Pan? Oh, I didn't think about that. Um, I didn't notice this till now. The guy, the doctor, did he look familiar to you? Yes, he did. Who is he? Hagrid. It's Robbie Coltrane. Oh, word. Uh, yeah. Oh, bless. And then this person, like, who did not look familiar to me at all in the movie, but I was just, oh my god, we didn't even talk about Russell Tovey being in this. Oh, Russell Tovey! Yeah, the character's name is George, but then at the end he's like, my name's actually John too, but he told me that there couldn't be two Johns. It was getting very Jack Literally, and Danny. is anyone cuter than Russell Tovey? <laughs> no one is cuter than Russell Tovey. I think it was Matt Rogers who was talking about him, and I don't remember if he said he wanted to lick his armpit or have Russell Tovey break his arm. <laughs> it was one of those two. I think he said he wanted him to break his arm <laughs> he's so adorable he's so cute those big ears oh. um so this is what was interesting to me as i saw this name on imdb and i was like what um the person who played the minister that married them uh-huh mm-hmm. is composer patrick doyle what he yeah so he did gosford park um oh, really he's done a lot of period pieces let me I've, i want to say he's he just like, a friend of emma thompson's he has got to be he's done so like brave um and she did a voice in brave as you like it uh there was one that that you great expectations sense okay. and sensibility okay I've, i okay sense and sensibility that was because nicole's always loved that score i have a thing to say about great expectations which yeah, is that it. i've never read it nor watched any adaptation and i won't of it. and i, I won't i don't know a single thing about the story of great and i just simply won't i don't care if it would be my favorite thing ever it's, it's too late <laughs> I don't know. I say I should never speak in absolutes because I am the most fungible person. <laughs> Same. I do know. Wasn't um, uh, Helena Bonham Carter supposed to be in Great? Or was Helen she in Obama character? Was she in Great Expectations, or she was supposed to be in like a new um, adaptation that never happened? Yeah, of the one of those sounds right to me. Uh, I don't even know. Oh. There was a 1998 version with Gwyneth Paltrow and Ethan Hawke that and Hank can, Azaria. That cannot have been set. At the appropriate time, right? Listen, it's mo- it's modernized. <laughs> Gross. Okay, I was gonna say because like I love Ethan Hawke, but that man doesn't do period pieces. No, he doesn't. He has a modern face. He does. I I think he might be my surprise celebrity crush. He's an Austin boy. The, he's cool. He is cool. Um, yeah. Yeah, Lindsay. I thought I'd heard that too about. Yeah, I feel like I've seen pictures of um, Helena Bonham Carter dressed for that movie, but. All right, well. Oh, 2012, uh, but did it ever materialize? 2013. Okay, did that come out? I don't remember that happening. This is, this is exactly like the... Uh, Jackie Jump Jump. The Jackie Jump Jump movie <laughs> yeah. that never came out. No, it's $6.2 million USD. I, how did I miss this? It had Holiday Granger in it. Wait, okay, but there's one that came out in 2012 that also had Sally Hawkins and Ray Fiennes. This is not the same one. I, what is that? What is going on? <laughs> And this must be an amazing story. Oh, it's yeah, it's a Ray Fiennes one. It's okay, Ralph Ennison is also in that. You'll remember him from The Vivitch. Oh yeah. Uh, actually, I kind of want to watch. It. I was going to say we we could watch it next week because this this is a definite blind spot for me. Yeah. I don't okay. Even know the Let's plot. learn something new, and I'm never going to watch it, and I'm never going to read it. <laughs> um, she changes her mind three minutes later. I know, but you know what? That's the fun part about me is I'm just going to die a million Same. times. Me too. Like, <laughs> 
I'm not attached to anything. I hope I never stop changing. Come on. Like, this ego is not meant to be permanent, girl. No, Let's girl. get real. <laughs> um, okay, so uh, other fun things about the um, shooting locations. And again, this is just like, Emma is elite. <laughs> she really is. So um, the interiors were shot at West Wickham in England. Okay. Um, which is the same interiors for downtown Arby's. Oh, God. Victoria and Abdul. Ugh. And Bell, among others. We've never watched Bell. We should. Bell. Oh, yeah. Google and Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. We should watch that. We should. Um, the exterior of the Ruskin home is uh, Osterley Park House. Okay. Now, she's had a lot of work. Okay. Um, you might recognize her as the home from The Dark Knight Rises. <laughs> Why do people fall, Master Wayne? <laughs> That's really good. Thank you. Uh, Ruby's the size of tangerines. <laughs> love him. I love him. Uh, <laughs> young Victoria. Oh, God, I love Young Victoria. Uh, Miss Potter, everyone's favorite movie. Oh, God. That was an Emma Thompson, wasn't it? Oh, was it? Was Beatrix Potter? Yeah, that would seem like something she did. But that, that had uh, Renee Zellweger as the star, right? I don't remember. The, no, uh, I mean... It, it, yeah, she, yeah, you're right. Okay. But did Emma Thompson direct that? Or I was don't it know. I thought that she was in it, but maybe not. Mm. Uh, no, just just purely uh, looks like it's simply... Simply Renee. 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 <laughs> <laughs> um, the Duchess uh, also used that same exterior. Uh, Belle, again. Mansfield Park. Okay. Mrs. Brown. And like quite a few others. Mrs. Brown. Mrs. Brown was great. Man, we enjoyed, what's his name? Billy something that was in that. Uh, super Scottish dude. Oh, yeah. What was that his was name? a cute movie. I mean, it's also sad and terrible because Queen Victoria is not a hero to be famous or to be uh, quite clear. Um, yes. Uh, man, what is that guy's name? I'm actually about to throw hands at the royal family just thinking about <laughs> it again. Billy Connolly. Billy Connolly. Billy Connolly. Billy Connolly. Um, anyway, yeah, I guess we're going to watch Great Expectations next time. Uh, can you check uh, real good and tell me where it's... Yeah. Where... It might be a pay for it. Wow. Fine. Real good, Great Expectations. Oh, there's a 1946 or a 2012. That's the one we want. And it is on... You just have to rent it. <laughs> <laughs> it is on, um, yeah, YouTube, iTunes Store, Voodoo, Google Play, and Fandango now. <laughs> so, not streaming. Sorry. Must have been great. <laughs> Anyways, do you have anything else you want to say about Effie Gray? Nah. Nah. All right. Uh, next week, Great Expectations. Until then, you know do you to the fullest yeah try to get some rest rest up you know do whatever. you yeah bye, bye.